When it comes to surf fishing, one of the things that we always talk about is rigs. And what do you do with them? How do you get them? How do you make them? Well, in our world, we have a bunch of small businesses that actually do stuff like that. And we're going to talk about that today, right here on Finding Demo Surf Fishing. The rig game is something that is a lot of fun to play with. There are so many different types of rigs you can get your hands on, whether you're down at a tackle shop uh, or if you just Googled fishing rigs online, you're going to come up with a ton. Well, I got lucky in a fishing tournament not too long ago and won a gift certificate to a company named Rippin' Reaper Fishing. Well, this turned into something even better is because I finally got to talk to the owner and it turned into something even better as time went on. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Penley is joining us on the show today. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to hear about all this good stuff. So Tony, Rippin' Reaper Fishing? Yes. Excuse me. So uh, how'd you get into this, man? Tell me about yourself. Let's start there. Tell me about you. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, grew up in a little town in Indiana, Rochester, Indiana, up north. And uh, three days after graduation, I was in the Army. I uh, spent uh, six years there, uh, took a short break, went to college, got my degree, and found out I liked the Army and went back in. So I ended <laughs> up uh, retired 24 years. And then from there, uh, came to um, I was actually stationed three years over in Mobile and as a recruiter, and I, when I retired, I ended up coming back to uh, Daphne, or Fairhope, I'm sorry, came back to Fairhope, spent three years uh, fishing and playing, and uh, having been stationed in Salt Lake City, Fort Douglas there, my son, he got married and stayed, so I came back here uh, to Utah and spent seven years working for the VA. And then when I called it all retirement, just came back to uh, Fairhope. And I was there about a month and getting back into the fishing there and salt fishing and surf fishing and seeing a uh, post come across Facebook from a company called Rippin' Reaper Fishing. Uh, Mr. Justin Downey over in Mobile had uh, posted a note that uh, he was going out of business. And this was his last popping cork that we'd see. And I thought about that for a few days, sent him an email, and that turned into a conversation. And next thing you know, uh, I was the owner. Damn. And that was uh, back in August of 19. And then we went, uh, I got the, the company, all his uh, supplies, the website. Um, we Well, we built the website, but I got all his Facebook information um, and just took and ran with it from there. And... So we're in a pop and cork and rig fishing business now. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Always fun talking to a fellow vet, too. That's one of my favorite things that I've, I've found in our little fishing community. Is there are a ton of us, little little veterans hiding. We, we just pop up oh, out of nowhere. Yes. Every time you turn a corner, it seems like there's one of us there. 
Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's always fun. It, it really is. So a lot of time in the Army, definitely moved in with the VA. Good stuff right there. And then you acquired the company, and you've been doing great things. And I, I have my order. Uh, I've had my order for a little over a month now, and I have managed to fish all my gear, actually, except for one piece. I haven't uh, I haven't got my Carolina rig uh, done yet, but that's uh, that's on the short list of things I have to do sooner rather than later. <laughs> Uh, are you going to be doing those again? Yes. Um, we've just, uh, the last, well, since COVID hit, it's just been crazy. Um, I had to take a little break, go up to Indiana, help out with a uh, brother-in-law who'd had a stroke. That turned into uh, about a seven-month break. And uh, we were still doing them, but not as not as fast, not as heavy. So that's over. Now we're in the midst of finding a new place to uh, live, and we've kind of somewhat relocated to Utah and Montana. And uh, so uh, here shortly we're hoping to be able to settle down and get back out there as big and bad as we were 12 months ago. I know you guys will. That's that's one of my favorite things about this so far is definitely been, you know, with us talking back and forth and all the things I've learned about your business. It's like, okay, you know, somebody had commented, uh, I know that they, uh, they had seen, I think they saw part of the return envelope in my picture. They're like, what's this? Utah? What? Who's, who's making rigs in Utah? So it was kind of like, Hey, no, hold on. He, he, he was from down here, and now he's up there. Yeah. It's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> that company was born and grew up uh, over in Mobile, and then I stepped, got it, and it flourished over in Fairhope. And uh, so we've got that Southern blood in us. <laughs> Maybe not by birth, but by, uh, what do you want to say, faith, or uh, it's in there. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, you, some, something always has got to drive it, right? That's, yeah. That's the good stuff. So with yeah. popping corks, um, I have found them to be, uh, I mean, they're interesting. I really, I've never fished with a popping cork until I got yours. And it is a really, you, you, how do I say this better? It, it's, it, you got to really know how to use it. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I am absolutely, uh, you know, I've jacked it up so many times and then I finally kind of dug into uh, a few videos on other things you know i looked at online things i know we talked about it you kind of gave me some tips on it uh and it really helped me get it uh why do you think that popping courts or or popping corks i apologize are so useful well i think uh, the main thing is you know when you use them correctly you're gonna take and um make it sound like you know shrimp are down there just clicking away and right. that's the importance of the beads. The um, we don't use lead with ours. Ours are we'll just keep it secret. But secret, anyone secret knows anything about it. Yeah, uh, but it's non-lead, and um, we've done some testing with them. And uh, one of these days, I need to release my video. I just need to find my GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> All this moving, it's packed. But it really sounds like a. Uh, if you've ever heard, been out on the water at night and heard the shrimp popping, yeah, that's what it sounds like. So when you throw it out there in the water, as soon as it hits, you want to, you know, just snap it a couple times to make that, you know, predatory slash through the water like it's, eat, you know, it's going after the shrimp. And then every, you know, I like about 
minute. I'll pop it, give it two, three good pops, and those bees will just click, 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 and it, it drives that predatory uh, instinct from, you know, whether you're fishing trout, uh, redfish, uh, flounder, whatever, it'll just bring that to, uh, forehead or, you know. Right, it brings them in. It'll bring, it, bring them in. Right, okay. And then you just got to take and, you know, know what you're fishing for and tailor it to that. Anything from live bait to um, shrimp, cut shrimp, especially if you're on the surf um, and, it's, you know, you got a flat water there, you can use them out there and put your uh, cut crab or live crab or your sand fleas. Nice. So that's so that's some of the bait you recommend, it, and it really also kind of depends on how you're targeting. So like for the surf flat days, like you were saying, sand fleas, that's going to kind of play it around a little bit. So you're, you know, you can really go after the reds with the sound and that one. You know, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna really bring them in. And then inshore, mm -hmm. pretty much the same game too, but understand your depths. You know, you you don't want to be yeah. trying to use a popping cork in thirty feet of water because you you're not going to get no. it down there. You, you know, no. you're, you're talking, and you don't want it in two feet of water. You know, like six inches of water because it's not going to drag the right way, and it's going to be like, hey, what? Well, you think I'm going to just fall for that? So you know, right. fish is going to kind of outsmart you there. So it makes sense. Okay, yeah. so some shrimps. Um, Generally, like to have about a twelve to eighteen inch leader on it. Okay, and you know it's. Depends on your line preference. A lot of folks like to use the fluorocarbon. I've done both, and I think I've caught just as many on either. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's good stuff. For... On the other thing, too, I'd say is what you're fishing with. I mean, if um, – because we got we got three, four, and five-inch corks. So right. if I'm using a five-inch cork, I'm usually using, you know, a palm-sized – croaker or some other bait fish underneath that or if i'm using them shrimp i'm usually going with a three or a four inch cork right the, that oval uh, a lot of the oval one is that three and four and then you have the the cone one that's longer is that correct well we've got three four and five in the cone oh, and then right. the oval is two inch right all right so i mean right there that's huge information that i mean a lot of people might not have thought of like, oh, hey, here's a cork. You know, those other pieces, mm -hmm. that, that all kind of plays in together of how you want to use it. Right. Okay, great. So you don't see a lot of five-inch corks in stores. A lot of theirs are more the three or four-inch. Right. Okay. So in the pattern you said, basically, you know, like a double pop or pull it back, get the click, let it run a little yeah. bit, nice and easy, slow retrieve. And you're not turboing this thing in here. You're just, you know, getting the click, letting it sit getting the click, letting it sit, and just kind of slow acting. But it, it's also, Correct. would you say, kind of just feel how the pattern is, you know, change it up a couple times. It's it not one, it's not a one-trick pony sort of bait system. Or... Right, right, exactly. So sometimes, you know, I might just go one click, and most of the time I'll, you know, I'll throw it out there. As soon as it hits, I'll give it about three good clicks, let it set for a minute, and then I'll go pop, 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 pop. You know, just like you said, you got to change it up, see what works in that area. Sometimes you need three pops. Sometimes you just need one. <laughs> Man, I've I'll... had once the probably the biggest red I ever caught. I didn't even have to pop it. It dropped straight into its mouth. Oh, wow. Those Aren't those the best? I mean, you just get the cast, and you, you before you can even get set, you're already on. You're like, oh, this is great. This isn't fishing. This <laughs> yeah. is catching. 
Yeah, especially when you're on a pier and everyone's like, how do you do that? Oh, ah, man. Oh, I can imagine on that. So with a pier, I mean, you raise a great point there. With piers, you can still play with popping corks. Yes. Hey. Yes, I fish a lot at the Fairhope Pier using corks. Okay. Because it's only running about six to eight, ten feet in that area. Right, okay. Well, that's pretty smart. I mean, I'm, I might have to do that once I start actually getting back out to the pier. Because here in Navarre, too, you know, the, the water, you walk out, you know, you're going to get up to waist deep, and then you're going to hit the first trough, and then it's going to kind of level back out again until you get to the second one. And, and then you're going to get up to about shoulder. But it's still yeah. not crazy deep until you get, you know couple hundred yards out so man yeah. i might have to try that i feel like i've i feel like i shortchanged myself here on the pier <laughs> <laughs> so you also make pompano rigs uh double drop and triple drop variety and yep it's funny i pulled them out um with a buddy of mine when i was fishing and i was like hey do you see my new rigs and he's like what are you talking about new rigs i was like yeah take a look take a look and he's like are these skulls and i'm like yeah <laughs> and he's just like okay i, I need to get these and, and people are, you know, a couple of people are like, well, why would you do that? I'm like, why not? I mean, they're cool. But on the same one, you have it set up so smartly uh, with a lot of these, uh, with your other ones, like the colors, color schematics, like the orange and yellow. Um, that one to me was really cool. You know, you got the painted hook, you got the skull at the top. But in between, you've also got the orange bead on the orange side of the sink, uh, the float, and then the yellow. So it's like you're doubling up. And yes, I love that. Um, any reason in particular why you choose to use both a float and a bead on the setups? Well, the uh, the float, you know, that's kind of standard, you know, trying to, you know, make sure you kind of keep it off the very bottom. Right. And the beads, uh, basically, they kind of serve two purposes. One is you don't have that hook and that um, port coming back on your knots and stuff because i mean they're going to tear up pretty easy so with that cork there it's going to save those corks they're going to last a little bit longer and then if you look at the beads that we use they're multifaceted yeah i like faceted how you pronounce it and <laughs> we like that because you know when sunlight comes in hits the water it's just like using you know something shark fish or something gold or something uh silver that sun's going to hit that multifaceted bead and it's just going to reflect that sun in all different directions, which, you know, you're kind of wanting to catch that fish's eye. Right. And so that's the purpose behind that is to, you know, mainly give some flash to it. Okay. And then by the time it comes and inspects that, hopefully it's going to find that chunk of meat or sand flea or whatever you're putting on the end. I never even thought about it like that for that. You know, the, all the little spectrums in there, it's going to reflect the light and refract it in different in different ways. So that That's really smart. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Well, I see, I mean, you got the green, you've got the white, you got the pink and the white, you got the green and yellow, it looks like here. I mean, you got a whole bunch of different sets. So these these rigs are great. Now, one of the things that um, <laughs> we were talking pre-show here, um, but it also it, it kind of makes sense. You use 40-pound fluorocarbon uh, for your rigs, right? Um, we use the, uh, not the fluorocarbon. Well, the rigs, um, yeah, let me back up here. So back, actually, yeah, that's the only ones we got the line on. We use, it's not fluorocarbon, uh -huh. but it is the, uh, Berkeley Trilene Big Game Fishing Line. Oh, okay. All right. So you, but it's the 40 pound variety. It is 40 pounds. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny. And, uh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, we like the, uh, you know, there's, uh, everyone has their own preferences. And I just like the 40 pound because it lasts. Yeah. I mean, one thing about surf fishing, you're never going to know what you got on the end until you get it to the shore. Right. And I've had everything from a shark uh, to a, you know, redfish, black drum, croaker, all that, you know, and I'm out fishing for pompano. (laughs) (laughs) Or if I'm out trying to fish for red, you're going to get pompano on it. It's just, you just never know. So it works for everything. I don't have to worry about um, teeth too much because, you know, being 40 pound, it's going to take a little more teeth to go through it than it will. Like I said, I reeled in about a three foot um, shark one afternoon and I got him all the way to shore with no problem. Man, that's always a, that's always a good, like hope when you see that fin and you're like, Oh, don't you yes. chew through it. Don't you do it. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, I personally, I tie my rigs whenever I'm doing my dropper rigs. Uh, I always tie mine with 30 pound. Um, I'm using fluoro. I'm using uh casking covert 30 pound. Uh, I like it, but I also, the reason I moved up for mine was I was snapping sinkers. Uh, yes. I, I know I have a heavy cast. Uh, I'm, I'm very torquey. <laughs> it's just, that's just my cast style. I've accepted it, but I've modified my gear to it. When I launched yours, I loved it because I was like, I remember feeling, I'm like, oh, this is thick. And then I saw the number. I was like, is that, what is this? What is this? 40 pound? Oh, this is going to be great. And I mean, I knew I could throw a five ounce Sputnik on there and just let her rip. And I yeah. did. I did several times. So, and it has held up wonderfully each time, especially with a couple of fish I've caught on it. Um, it's definitely nailed a couple of whiting for me on the close rigs. Uh, that seems to be where we're at right now. I've had to go short with our uh, with this current season, and this thing is just a whiting slayer. It, it's been awesome. I'm, I'm I'm not sad even a little bit. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the Pompano run coming up soon because oh man, I, I have a feeling that these rigs are just going to really just clean house and do some slaying and I'm I'm super pumped because also with that pomp run, the reds start coming back real thick here soon. So it's yep. it's, it's about to get good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I I've, I've actually been looking at my photos from down there and uh my last trip before I went uh, left Alabama was a pompano trip, and uh, I just see those fillet pompano on my grill. Oh man, they're so good, aren't they? Oh yeah. It's before I even lived here. It's funny, you know. I never even knew what a pompano was until I started learning about surf fishing, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, the pompano! It's the coveted fish." I'm like, I don't get it. Why, why do you guys care so much about a pompano? It's like, it's... <laughs> then I finally caught one that was a keeper. Um, and it was funny because Tony uh, from Fishgum, Tony Fagioni, just happened to be fishing uh-huh. right down the beach from me. And uh, he was there when I caught my first pompano. Like, I was so pumped. I didn't know what to do. And he, he de-hooked it for me and measured it. He's like, you, it's a keeper. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, I was really, really just stupid excited. Um, but then I had it and I was like, holy man, this is a, is this fish sweet? Did I put sweetener on it? It's such a <laughs> great flavor. Oh, it is. And I, I'm the same way. I mean. I lived a total of probably 10 years from first three years I was stationed there. Then I came back, moved to Salt Lake, came back, moved back to Utah. And it wasn't until that last time I was there, I was there three years, and it wasn't until the last year I was there that I finally learned about Pompano. I mean, you hear about here and there, but, man, once I actually went down and fished for Pompano, I went crazy. I mean, it was (laughs) Like you said, it's the taste 
is just above everything. I used to be nothing but mahi when I ate fish. Oh, and now wow, it's okay. like, I would swap pompano over mahi any day. <laughs> and it's really funny too when you know you start talking to people that don't uh, they don't get the fish like we do. You know they they don't get to. They just don't have the abundance like we do when we're down here and we're fishing. You know, it's like a red drum, very tasty fish. Uh, It's it's, but it's not my favorite. Uh, Great to fight, really taste. You know, it is tasty. You can really manipulate a pompano. I mean, you can do so many different things with pompano that it's like, all right, you know, you can blacken it, grill it, uh, broil it. You know, you can go down the whole Bubba Gump shrimp action here. You know, (laughs) deep deep fried. You can go nuts. But yeah. it, I even uh, one of my favorites was an Italian dish that was I took from a redfish uh, recipe, and basically you just layered the bottom with tomatoes and peppers, and then put your fish in there. Oh, yeah. Layered it again, threw some capers in there. Oh my gosh! And capers, capers are a little sleeper when it comes to fish. I, I, yes, it is amazing how good those little things. You just heat them up, and mm, they can do some great things to fish. That is a true story right there. I was surprised. I mean, I I had only ever ate them or put them in. Um, what's the white noodle with the white sauce and chicken? Alfredo. Alfredo. That's the only time I had ever had capers until I had to rip fish with that recipe. Wow. Now, putting it in pompano and. I need to try it on mahi. <laughs> <laughs> See, you say mahi, and the first thing that always comes to my mind is the, uh, uh, what is it, that mango salsa. It's like, you got to make mango salsa oh, with yes. mahi. It's like it's like a yes. sacrilege not to or something. I'm like, okay, yep. I guess I'll go get mangoes. That's good stuff. So uh, one of the things that I've been doing with this podcast um, is very heavily aiming at teaching people one thing about something you've learned while fishing that you would wish you could pass on to somebody because with these days of getting out there and come people come down here to the panhandle, you know, or to the outer banks, you know, we're going to eventually do some stuff there is okay. Well, if I, I learned this on this episode, man, I should go back to that. What's something that you would want people to know is like, like a trick that you'd be wanting to willing to share with the community. I would say, Probably using a surf rig, you know, slash pompano rig. Okay. Because, like I said, you can catch so much fish on that. It's just unreal. And, you know, you throw a chunk of uh, shrimp on there, and you just kind of open it up for redfish, black drum, uh, whiting, pompano. Uh, and it's, just, it's just probably one of the most versatile and easiest ways to fish there is. Nice. Because if you're just wanting to sit there and, you know, have a nice cold beverage while you're fish, you can use it. If you're wanting to wade fish and get out there, like you said, up to your neck or up to your waist, tossing it out there as far as you can, you can do that. If you want to just throw it out there and let your kid play with the weight on the end of it, they, you know, chances of them catching a decent fish off the beach is pretty good. Yeah. So... You know, like in Indiana, every first thing everyone learns to fish with is a bobber. And <laughs> I think I it's like say, it, it's like national. It's like a requirement or yeah. a rite of passage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, when you're at the surf, you might as well use some sort of a surf rig. And you know, a lot of them aren't as elaborate as ours. You know, it's, it doesn't take that much. Just you know, minimum you need a good size weight, a loop to put a hook on, and toss it, and 
again, you never know what you're going to catch out there. Yeah, absolutely. Something nice about throwing that line out there going, yeah, what are you targeting? Uh, fish? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to Whatever target. Whatever bites. You know, this double drop's going to kind of give me red drum, black drum. I mean, I've actually caught uh, bonnethead sharks on a couple of my pompano rigs, which is, that, that was an interesting day. But, uh, hey, I mean, <laughs> if it works, it works. I'm not going to change it. That's for sure. Exactly. All right. Thanks so much. So, everybody, you can find Rippin' Reaper Fishing at Facebook. It's uh, at Rippin', R-I-P-P-I-N, Reaper Fishing Gear. Uh, his webpage is rippingreaperfishing.com. To contact on Instagram, it's Rippin' Reaper Fishing 4. And then to email, to get in touch with Tony on this, it's rippinreaperfishing at gmail.com. I know that Tony is actually very responsive to emails. He was very quick to respond to all mine, which, you know, out of the blue, hey, hey, hi, I'm this guy, and I won something. I don't think it was not even 30 minutes, and I got a response. I was like, oh, he's in front of his computer. This is going to be great. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Well, I got my... Oh, go ahead. You're welcome. I say my son helps, so between the two of us, we're getting it done as quick as we can. Well, you guys are doing great things, and I'm glad to hear even with the move, you know, you're still going to be rocking gear and still being able to send this stuff out because I think you got a great product. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, you're also in a few tackle shops, is that correct? Yes. Um, you can find us over in Fairhope at Southern or uh, Fisherman's Discount off of 98. Uh, Southern Bama Bait and Tackle over in Mobile off of Dolphin Island Parkway. Uh, Golf Breeze Bait and Tackle. And we're working on a couple more. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. We're going to see more of a man. It's always good stuff right there. Well, Tony. And oh, go ahead. If you don't mind giving a shout out. No, man. shout it out, now, man. We do offer uh, gift certificates for anybody that can get us in a tackle store. So generally, you know, if we get a hundred dollar sale, we give you a twenty-five percent uh coupon. Nice to buy stuff through our store. Ah, there you go, people. You got some incentive right there. You, you start start asking like, hey, you ever heard of this? I need it. I need it where we're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't fish without it. No, well, that's true. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Tony, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. I really – it's been an absolute pleasure. I always enjoy talking to you when I can. Uh, and I also love seeing your pictures when I see them get posted up online. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's out there having fun. That's for sure. All right. Yep. Well, until next time, sir, we will definitely catch up. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for uh, inviting us to come and talk with you. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking around with us today on the show. Thanks for coming and hearing about all this about Rip and Reaper Fishing. And thanks for just being a part of this awesome community. Thanks for sticking around and uh, listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. We will see you all next time out on the beach. 